Welcome to One Dive at a Time, the official podcast of Neptune Warrior. Healing heroes, one dive at a time. Hello, this is Rob. I am the host, I'm the founder and the director of Neptune Warrior, where our mission is healing heroes, one dive at a time. We have such a vast array of resources that are within our own dive group. And, it, and, and honestly, we don't leverage them enough. And one of those resources is someone that I want to introduce you to in this episode, a brand new, uh, freshly minted diver already with over 30 dives and doing dives that even I haven't done yet. And that, as an instructor, that's one of the things I love is when my divers have an opportunity to go out and explore and do things that I haven't done yet. And I'll let her talk a little bit about um, about that experience. But Jenna is a licensed master social worker, and she's on contract with the Idaho National Guard. And we've actually known each other for, for several years, got her into diving this last year, and she has just been phenomenal at it and is just eager uh, to learn. We're fixing to put her through her rescue training. She is also one of the divers that is going through using the GI Bill. And Neptune Warrior is a authorized uh, training center for um, that that can handle uh, taking taking the, the GI Bill. But other other just just that and and accolades and, and things like that. She has a phenomenal grasp of how diving plays back into the real world and really what our mission is about. And she's going to be such an effective resource for us. So Jenna, welcome. Thank you. Glad to uh, have this opportunity to chat. Yeah. Hey, so good to have you on here. Hey, why don't you give us a little background about yourself before we get started? And then we'll, and then I want to move into, I'll ask you a little bit about your early diving experiences and maybe why you got into diving. So go ahead and tell us a little, a little bit about yourself. Sure. Awesome. Thanks. So I myself am a disabled Army veteran. I was active duty for about six years. Um, whole reason I actually joined the Army was to be able to access GI Bill benefits. Uh, once I actually had a contract under my belt, I was like, hey, I can do this. I'm, I'm pretty good at this Army thing. And then I uh, ended up getting injured and getting out and back on my original track, which was to go back to school, uh, get a degree, and make a difference. So. Uh, once I got out, I went back to school and uh, got my master's degree in social work. Um, I myself was uh, touched very personally by a very dedicated social worker while I was active duty and, and saw the need for experienced veterans in, that, in the field of social work and how uh, we can make a difference when it comes to relating to uh, those whom we serve. Um, I have been contracted with the National Guard for the last three years. I started doing uh, suicide prevention. Once I finished my master's, I moved over to uh, a counseling service that is provided to veterans, uh, active duty service members, uh, guardsmen, and their families, and I have been doing that for the last year and love it with a fiery passion. Um, I just got my advanced open water uh, scuba diving certification. I'm excited to be working on my rescue and just love being able to um, contribute and experience the unique community that Neptune Warrior provides. Jenna, tell me a little 
a little bit about why scuba diving and what it was like, you know, those early experiences getting, you know, gotcha. getting into the water. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, as Rob mentioned, as you mentioned, Rob, that I, uh, we've known each other. We've, we've worked uh, on different projects in the suicide prevention world um, and have known each other for a couple of years. And then when my, um, the, the, the person who took over my suicide prevention um, post, once I, I came over to the counseling uh, side of the house, uh, found out about Neptune, she came to me and said, we're going to do this. And it wasn't even on my radar at the time. And she's like, nope, I need to dive, buddy. You're going to do this. I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'll give it a go. Kind of scared, but okay. Um, one of the reasons I was kind of hesitant and had never really um, looked into scuba diving was because when I was about seven years old, I almost drowned in the in the ocean. And so I, I kind of had a natural aversion to anything of that kind. Not afraid of water per se, but just that wasn't something that sounded like it would be super fun, and boy, was I wrong. Uh, once my, I got, got in the pool the first session, within 10 minutes, I knew I was hooked. Just breathing through the apparatus and having the the gentle coaching and guiding and encouragement um, really helped assuage my fears very quickly, and I was super surprised about how natural uh, it felt to be under the water and how ultimately relaxing it was so quickly. And that really was um, a very, it just, it just surprised me. And it was something I was afraid of. I was honestly and truly afraid to even give it a try. But once I did, I have not looked back. I, I remember that first time that we took, uh, you know, took the two of you underwater. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was almost like love at first breath when you came up. I mean, you were just, you knew that it was for you. Trademark that. Put that on a shirt. Love at first breath. <laughs> Love at first breath. I'm gonna have to add that to the stuff. All right. So we're we're gonna we're gonna yeah. we're gonna mark this date as yeah as as that. Uh, you know, hey, very quickly as you're kind of progressing through, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of a, a carrot out there. All of our dive mm-hmm. masters have their own Neptune dive flags, mm-hmm. and they all get to put their own little saying on it. So. Ah. So you may want to hang on to that one for when you become a dive master. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. So I'm, I'm tracking. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm writing that down right now. Love at first breath. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Hey, uh, yeah. and by the way, so I, yeah. and I do, as we continue the conversation, I have pointed this out a couple of times and have, I think I've even dropped your, your name a couple of times. Uh, Jenna and her uh, dive buddy that we need to get back into diving mm-hmm. are responsible mm-hmm. for you know they're they're a big part of why we now have a com- you know have a compressor. So you know wanna, definitely want to re- want to recognize that and, and say thank you and at well, uh, you. at some point we'll get Sea Sky on here as I call her we'll get her yep. on here because I want I want to I want to talk to her about a lot of this as well. So Jenna for you. That, yeah. that that diving experience it, it brought on not only the dive but it brought on with the group and mm-hmm. you know some of our traditions you did get your jacket what was what was that like mm-hmm. that was an amazing uh, I wasn't fully expecting it it's such it's an honor to, to be able to, to have that the uh, Neptune bomber jacket um, it's it, 
to get a jacket is more than just, oh, I've done so many dives in so many places with, and done so many things. It's more of a, it's more of a numbers, it's, it's not just a numbers thing. It's a community uh, event recognition, so to speak. It, it's not just how many dives you've shown up, shown up to, it's how have you affected and been affected by the Neptune community. And to me, that is a very special honor. And uh, I, I definitely wear my, my jacket with pride and, and looking forward to add many more patches because it, it's kind of, kind of bare, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in there into the, the special dive challenges and all the different locations, which I'm completely looking forward to. It's, it, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun having you. I know that you jumped in right away, even before you were certified. And you were, as a matter of fact, you, you got to see one of your first projects or your first ideas put into a project. And I remember that you and Sea Sky were over here talking about, you know, it'd be really nice to have a changing room. And, mm-hmm. you know, very open to ideas here. So it's like, okay, well, let's make that happen. And then you actually had a chance to work on that with Sarah, mm-hmm. who led that project. Yeah, that was a fun project. And it was one of the things where we, I think we had done maybe one or two pool sessions at the time that we were able to, uh, again, participate in that community and be accepted in this community so easily. You know, we showed up to help work on that project and they're like, hey, come over here. Hey, how are you doing? Who are you? What are you about? You know, and it was, and it, it was just that overwhelming, that overarching sense of community and camaraderie that really sets Neptune apart from a lot of just, you know, simply going through a dive shop or, you know, jumping in the water in Cozumel. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But to make um, diving more therapeutically um, effective, having that sense of community where you have those debriefs afterwards, after the dive, where you have the sit by the pits, where you're able to really um, kind of do what it, the, the, what it, the Army does, the AAR style, the after-action reviews, where it's not just about, <clears throat> oh, yeah, that was super fun. That was great. It was, uh, what did you see? What did you learn? How did you feel? Um, so that others can understand, you know, and that's part of what community is, is understanding that you're part of a group, that you're not alone, that you're not isolated. Because so many veterans, first responders, and those who have experienced complex trauma have that. Uh, experience of isolation, of the idea of not feeling like they belong or that they can relate. Because yes, while trauma is unique to the person, it's universal enough to us as human beings that we can empathize. We can imagine what it would be like to be in a similar situation. Even though it's not the same, it can create that that sense of feeling, that sense of connection. And that's really what you get with Neptune. I mean, you don't even have to be a veteran. We have some seriously badass civilians that are amazing, uh, an amazing addition to the community that adds so much depth and so much diversity to the group. That's one thing. We're not, there's not just a bunch of salty old, old, you know, veterans sitting around swapping war stories. It's real-life application. And that's what brings us all together is the love for diving and then the love that we garner for each other. It, it's such a family when you think about it. I mean, we could, we've had, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, Sea Sky was moving and we had, you know, 90% of our moving crew was from Neptune. That was an incredible show of force and of love from the Neptune community that otherwise she would not have been able to accomplish. So 
Neptune is so much more than just diving. It's a community um, coupled with um, effective therapeutic tools that really complement um, the person as the whole and the community as a whole. It's not just about the person. It's not just about the community. It's about enriching every aspect of life. Now that, that's a that's a that's a great testimony, and it, it is. I mean, it it is truly a, a family. In fact, we have a lot of people call it, you know, their family. Um, obviously, you see where your diving world, or maybe we'll just say the diving world, and the world of coaching, counseling, therapy, all of that combined together. How how is diving making a difference? In, in the lives of veterans or even maybe even some of the people that you talk to. Awesome. Yeah, well, I can I can completely speak from a firsthand experience on, uh, with this one, uh, just based on my progression that I've had, um, speaking as a, a female veteran and as a mental health professional, um, there are just so many uh, different skills and um, techniques that really make scuba diving, um, diving in general, a, a very a, a effective um, tool in order to, again, build that whole person. Um, when, you're, uh, when you're under the water, you have to be present. So it literally is a, a mindfulness practice to be fully present in the moment. Because if you're thinking about anything else anywhere else, that was not going to do you very well while you're under the water. And it for, it's that forced, controlled mindfulness that helps alleviate anxiety. It can help with depression. It can help alleviate symptoms of PTSD. Um, me personally, being uh, a disabled veteran, the feeling of weightlessness actually relieves my chronic pain that I have. And when I'm under the water and when I get out of the water, it's it's amazing. It's it, it's refreshing. It's for you know those minutes spent focusing solely on that task at hand. It, it's like being in a time warp of joy, quite honestly. Um, some of the drills that you know we do underwater again, it just brings that that um, that forced presence of, of mind, and it helps. Um, it honestly really helps with complex problem solving. Right. Uh, a lot of times as you're visualizing what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. Um, when we were working on um, like, uh, like the uh, underwater navigation, it was really, when I was working for the advanced um, certification, I remember as we were rehearsing it and rehearsing it, I'm like, gosh, this reminds me of land nav in the Army. And it was helpful because I was able to pull that experience and apply it to this. And because I had had that experience and the way that it was explained to me by you, Rob, it was so much more um, efficacious for me. It just made more sense to me that much faster. And having that one-on-one -on -one time was very valuable, too. Um, I think that's another reason that Neptune is so successful. It's, it's coaching. It's mentoring. It's not a you good, you good, you good going down the line in a group of 10 people. It's, a, you know, the coach wanting to know how this, the, the student is learning, what they're learning, how they're executing, what the problems are. Because there are always, because it's, it's new information, there's always going to be some sort of speed bump or learning curve. And it's, and the tenacity of the instructors 
is so awesome. It's and, and the fact that the instructors um, will consult with each other and be like, hey, I've, I've hit a wall with this guy. Can you help me help him? You know, that's unique to right. uh, this community. Um, another, uh, yesterday when we were working on the uh, pool skills and the UDC drills, um, I we practiced the t-shirt drill, which I thought was, at first I was like, okay, this is, Whatever, and then when I when I when it was explained to me, yeah, I was like, this is whatever t-shirts were on. Okay. Um, when when you explained it to me, like this is to mimic being tangled in a net, getting tangled in a uh, SMD line or a, a buoy marker line, you it, it happens, and if you panic, you're stuck. You know, the, the thing is, as long as you've got air, you can solve your problems. And even though, the, you know, um, you coached me before I went down and said, okay, this is probably the best way to do it, I wasn't able to complete it that way. Uh, but I was able to uh, adjust and overcome, take the instruction that was given to me, and then using real-time problem-solving, figure out how to complete that drill, how to take my BC off, with, uh, you know, how to drop it and actually not be vertical in the water, which would make it harder to complete the drill, but I was able to do it because of the, the excellent instruction and uh, that forced perspective the, uh, of, of recognizing, okay, this is an important thing to practice because this can and will happen at some point. So being able to do that and, and feel successful, you know, ending on that, having the close supervision of you and other uh, advanced divers, uh, master scuba divers under there gave me confidence. Working on it as a team right. was incredible. Knowing that if I did panic or if something went wrong, I was okay because of the concern and the that team effort. Um, and then once I once I got out of the pool and we had our, our notes and review, I was like, okay, next time I'm going to do it in half the time. Exactly. You know, you, um, because these are valuable skills. Right. You mentioned something, um, and and and, and I want to come back to the valuable skills here in a second, but. You mentioned something, you used the words feel successful. And if you'll remember that when you were about ready to get out of the pool, we had for a moment talked about having you do a different drill. And I don't know if you remember this mm-hmm. or not, but I said, no, we had a success. Let's end there today. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the important things that we have to remember that as we, you know, as veterans, as we go through some of the challenges mm-hmm. that we go through, you have to look at what made you successful for that day. And sometimes it's okay to not take on another challenge. You know, so like for, for me, there are days that I deal a lot with crowd anxiety. And I and I can kind of tell when it's not a good day to go to, to Costco, for example. Because, right. because I'm I'm already emotionally kind of emotionally exhausted of being able to deal with people at a Whataburger or people at a mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe stopping off and running into Zamzos or, or some other place, right? And going, man, mm-hmm. Okay, if I all I need to do is return this one item at Costco and I need to be out of there. That would have been a success. But for mm-hmm. me yesterday I opted, well, I think I'll go ahead and knock out some grocery shopping. And then I didn't end the day on a on a success. Um, but I think that's one of the things we need to remember in diving is that we try to finish that day on on a on a successful note and use that as a lesson going forward. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. And it's one of those things where like you said, knowing yourself you know, too often we as military folk are told to just, you know, power through it when that's not always the best answer. You recognize that you're feeling emotionally exhausted and were able to do what you needed to 
um, and, and recognize, okay, this is, you know, I, I'm feeling triggered or I'm feeling, I'm feeling that stress rise too much. And so that's a good thing to be able to be cognizant of your own um, feelings and where that can lead to. And that, like you said, yesterday in the pool, you're like, we could do this. I'm like, nope. I'm good. You know, it's one of those things where I feel great. I feel energized. I'm I'm excited for the next time to be in the pool. And it, it was one of those things where we were doing the water for two hours already, getting that fatigue. And, yeah, I could have tried it again, but you know what? I, I knew, you know, and you were able to read. You're like, nope, we're good. We're done. Let's. This is a success. Let's Let's figure out what we did right and what we can do better next time. And I think that's one of the reasons why journaling is important too, um, or even just post analysis, but specifically journaling, doing that, that post dive analysis of not just depth, time, you know, conditions, but really being able to do a, um, a micro level analysis or the individual analysis saying, what did I observe? What lessons did I learn? Um, what did I do well? What can I improve on? What goals can I set for my next dive? And how diving fits into the larger picture of life. There's a lot of, of symbolism that that is involved in diving that is definitely, um, it, it pours over into everyday life outside the water. So... Uh, being able to say, okay, I like yesterday when I was in the water, I could have gotten frustrated and called it and be like, nope, I don't want to do it. I can't do it the way I was told to do it. But I was like, nope, I'm going to adapt and overcome because I know I can do it. So it gives me, you know, doing even just the skills drills, which I now see are very valuable. That was my, well, not my first one, but that was the one where we actually tried and practiced and practiced and practiced because, I mean, you, you train harder than you fight. So if you have that muscle memory, if you have that confidence within yourself to know, hey, I've done something like this, I can do this again, is a super powerful part of um, working on skills is not just about technical and tactical proficiency. It's about that, the psychology behind the success, figuring out uh, what you are capable of and challenging yourself in a very um, safe and controlled environment. Not just being, you know, haphazard and, and high risk about it, but knowing that there were so many divers in the pool yesterday that were way more experienced than me and ready and willing to, to reach, reach out a hand if needed, but knowing when to and when right. to let me figure it out. So that, that is incredibly cathartic for me as a diver, but then as, as a professional and as a person, being able to step back and go, man, that could have gone horribly wrong, but it didn't. <laughs> right. And I, I did it, and I'm proud of myself. And you did great. You did really, really well. You know, in the in the show prep, we talked about uh, control stress mitigation. What and mm-hmm. and you had mentioned earlier. You know, it's, it's you know you're doing your skills, you're feeling success uh, successful. How do you transfer from the diving environment to real world things like uh, you know stress mitigation? You know, the, 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 That's t- an the, excellent question. the, the t-shirt, I always well, like the t-shirt one because it, it, for one, it's a very difficult drill. Uh, it honestly only has about a 60% success rate on UDC nights. Uh, so by the way, I, I, and I need to mention the UDC is the, uh, ultimate diving challenge that we, uh, that, that we hold and we have all kinds of different types of, 
uh, fun and sometimes quirky exercises, but they all have a, have a cause. The t-shirt exercise, the way that that works is you're given a t-shirt underwater and you have to remove your BCD, put the t-shirt on and replace your BCD. It doesn't sound hard, but as Jen can attest, it, it, can, it, can, be, it can be stressful. But, but how, do you, how do you take an exercise like that and the lessons that you learn from it and transfer that back into, uh, in, you know, how would you process that experience or, or, or how is that, that experience processed for you in application to, to the real world? Absolutely. No, there are so there is a lot of uh, real life transference of skill and of um, learned experience from that. One of the things uh, I, I like to work on personally with clients is when um, we all go through stress in life. Uh, we all have different things that happen to us. And in the past, we found things that that might work for us that don't work for us. And then uh, and it's figuring out how to remember the successes. So like yesterday or with, with any of these other underwater drills that we're practicing, uh, again, I could have panicked and gone, I can't do this and called it. But what I did was say, okay, I've been able to recognize, okay, as long as I breathe, I'm going to be okay. As long as I keep breathing, I'll be okay. Same thing with real life. If we come across um, a stressful situation, uh, I, I know personally I can call upon that time where I was like, okay, I remember this panic that I felt rising, but being able to focus on my breathing, focus on the task, recenter myself, and be fully present in that moment. And that honestly is one of the keys to reducing anxiety is being able to be present in the moment, stop that stress response, or at least slow it down, and then uh, figure out what has worked for you in the past and then execute that. And if it doesn't work, find something else. So with that, that, um, that stress perspective, that forced controlled stress, if it works, it's a successful technique that can be used in any situation. Um, maybe, you know, I have clients that have panic attacks and they've figured out that if they do breathing techniques, very similar to what we do underwater, they are able to, put time and distance between that, that stressful event or trigger and being able to control uh, that, that spiral, so to speak, and then distract themselves or do something differently to reduce that anxiety. So honestly, a lot of the skills that we do practice help with those, those experiences that we have um, outside of the water. You know, there are other veterans that, that have PTSD, and uh, typically a lot of that is intrusive thoughts. Uh, flashbacks, unwanted memories that can cause things like panic attacks or um, anxiety disorders. So the skills that we practice underwater quite literally help us outside the water when we have similar stressful triggers. And so by practicing that, we're more a we're better able to call upon that muscle memory, that reflexive skill, in order to reduce um, those symptoms that are undesirable. And we we do a, we do a lot of different types of grounding techniques. Uh, you know, somatic breathing is one of those. And then as people kind of advance, you know, through or get, gain more experience and, and a little more mastery in the water, you know, we'll have them start recording. In, in fact, one of the journal entries that our breathe divers will use is like a, a relaxed breathing record. You know, we give them kind of a format to, to use. We use a lot of somatic breathing exercises, but we, we also use a lot of tactile, a lot of touch. 
So mm-hmm. we, so I have. Um, That's a great one. Yeah, I've created a lot of different things where um, I have different types of artificial grass that has been glued to uh, uh, six-inch PVC pipe, and that. And I've got one diver that all they do is they, you know, for the entire for their entire breed session, they, they, they have their favorite and they grab that and they just, and they just touch it. And then I don't know if you saw some of the touch pads that we had underwater yesterday. Um, yes, sir. I did. Yeah. So that's, that has actually been, has gone a long ways. And then doing some things without the mask on, uh, mm-hmm. of course I was doing it in deep water yesterday. Normally we do this in, in shallow water, but the, that ability to swim along a guided line, or swim along a guided path without a mask on, or using a blackout mask, uh, has yeah. we've actually found that to be very one for some. It's very calming for others. It's a way to say, okay, I have some anxiety. I want to learn to breathe and work through that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, other other thoughts about other other tools that either you've seen us use, or maybe we ought to think about using. Um, honestly, I think there's uh, pretty much this is a, a very well put together program. And when it comes to um, definitely sustains, you know, the different tactile environments, the different techniques that are practiced, uh, not only outside the water, but in the water. Again, that muscle memory is, is key in being able to recall um, those, those skills and those interventions in order to self-help and self-rescue. Uh, but, yeah, implementing more of of those, um, just keep doing what you're doing, quite honestly. And it's, that program expansion is so, so key. Um, and the fact that that um, Neptune is accessible, and it's, you know, a lot of uh, people that are in, or people that are interested in this feel like um, diving can be cost prohibitive, and it can, but that's not always the option with Neptune, which is another wonderful thing. So being able to expand that community and really structure um, uh, the ability to like with the sit the sit by the pits we've had different you know dive table review and but there's also been a lot of reflection which can be very useful and very helpful and um, it, it can it causes for some a lot of honest self analysis and reflection and that reflection piece is really part of that growth that we experience as, as divers and as, as people, as adjusted human beings or unadjusted human, you know, maladjusted human beings as it is for some. But that's, that's part of the purpose is to strengthen the individual and strengthen the community one dive at a time. Exactly, exactly. You know, I, uh, very quickly, I, I, I love the format of the sit by the pit and the people that it, that it brings, including our civilians. By the way, you mentioned the civilians earlier. That was... That was planned from the very beginning because as a veteran is transitioning, you kind of need those models of what it looks like to transition. Mm-hmm. And if it's just a room full of vets, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you don't you don't have that model to transition to always. And so having people who've right. never served but are passionate about the military is is huge for us. Mm-hmm. But the the thing I love about about the sit by the pit is that. I, I think a lot of people initially think it's, well, we get together and we talk about the bad stuff that happened to us. And we can have nights where we go and not really talk about any military experiences. We tend to talk more about dives or what we did the weekend before. Or we talk about, uh, I need to rephrase that. I almost said, and the way Jenna takes off her T-shirt, but it's actually the way Jenna does the, the <laughs> T-shirt drill. <laughs> I, have to, I have to be very clear about that. Uh, 
And, and, you know, just, you know, we talk and, and a lot of times we'll tell the same dive stories with different endings. Uh, but, you know, very quickly, you had an experience that you got to share at a sit by the pit. I am so envious of this because it's something I have wanted to do even before I became a diver. And, uh, you know, you and, uh, and, and, and your other dive buddy had a chance to go down to San Diego and go dive with seals. You want to tell us very quickly about that experience? Man, that was amazing. Uh, I'm a San Diego native, and it's one of those things where I was familiar with the environment above the water, but being able to go under the water was a different world. Um, we uh, dove La Jolla Cove, which is a, a destination dive for a lot of people, especially at the time that we went in October, which is when the pups are not quite adolescent, but not quite infant. So they're at the very curious stage of life. And so being able to be in the water with these cute little sea puppies where they are so curious and they come up and, you know, I got flipper slapped on the head a couple times by a lot of these curious little pups and just seeing them dart in and out of the water and, and see the beautiful seagrass ebb and flow with the tide and, and the Garibaldi and the, the rock lobsters and, and, uh, all the, the different wildlife in such a different and unique environment than we're used to diving here in Idaho was, it was otherworldly. Just being able to spend time and have a different um, just water experience, having to fight the ebb and the flow of, of the uh, tide and learning how to adapt. I had never, I mean, I had always grown up in the surf, you know, uh, surfing and, and being on top of the water and understanding what that feels like with being under the water and having to to learn to kick when being, you know, figuring out which direction you're trying to go, if you're trying to go out further to sea or if you're trying to go back to shore, when when to kick and when to let just let go and let the let the the current take you. And and it's um, it's just those things that I were so amazing and so wonderful. Um, I related the story of trying to get in the surf because it was a it was a, a beach entry and being toppled over like a, an orange on a toothpick and you know trying to stand up with eighty pounds of gear in the surf was quite unique and biting through my the rubber of my you know mouthpiece and still being able to complete two dives again it's that adapting and overcoming that we you know we bring with us and that we learn and then still being able to have an amazing marvelous experience and can't wait to do it again, quite honestly. It, it, and, and so many life lessons in that, you know, learning when to kick and learn, learn when to go with the flow. You know, we could definitely build a metaphor mm-hmm. around that. But this is also the same ocean that you nearly drowned in. Exactly. So You are exactly correct. You have come such and a long it, ways. Absolutely. And that, again, that was part of that, that, that triumphal return, so to speak, So. I remember where I've been, but look where I am now, how far I've come. And that alone was worth every trial, every struggle, every, you know, pocket full of sand in my BC to get there and to not let fear be the winner. That is outstanding. That is so outstanding. Hey, Jen, thanks so much for being a part of Neptune, thank you so much for the work that you and Sea Sky did to help get us a compressor. But thank you again so much for, for being on the podcast. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. 
So Alrighty. I will I will see you. Thank you. Yeah, I will I will see you very shortly here. And um, mm-hmm. man, it's it's been good to have you on the program. Guys, if you are interested in what we're doing in Neptune Warrior, you can check out our website, NeptuneWarrior.org. You can also check out what's happening uh, on a more consistent basis on both our Facebook page as well as the Instagram. Uh, Neptune Warrior Org, or you can see what I'm doing behind the scenes of Neptune Warrior on my own personal uh, blog, which is uh, my personal scuba blog is scubarob.com. Until then, remember, as long as you've got air, you are all right.